Welcome to episode 74 of the Contra Fabulous podcast. I'm Audrey Waters. And I'm Ken Lane. And do we remember how to do this? I think so. It's been a little while. Uh, why it's haven't been we been doing a podcast? Over, it's been over a month. Yeah, why, why haven't we been doing one? Um, I've been a little busy. What have you been doing? <laughs> well, for those who... Um, are not who are fortunate enough to not follow my work closely. I typically spend all of November and all of December working on what is usually um, what's really my big annual project, which is looking back at the um, stories that were told in the past twelve over the past twelve months about education and education technology. And I spend all of November sort of planning, all of December writing. And uh, so that's, that's where I've been every Sunday for the past uh, four plus weeks is heads down uh, typing away. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this is something you've done every year since pretty much our entire relationship. Uh, since I've known you, this was um, the eighth. This was the eighth year, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been together eight years, so <laughs> pretty much every year uh, you've done this. Is that true? Wow. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, we we got together. I think the first first holiday season we were together, you didn't do it, but then that following one, you did. Yeah, you so started, we've been together so, nine, um, nine years. I guess that would be eight plus one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, it seems like we've forgotten how to do podcasts because this is really scattered. Anyway, (laughs) I mean, I can't speak for you, but uh, this one really wore me out. This was a lot of work. This you're tired. You're 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 really exhausted after this one. Yeah, it just seemed a little bit more taxing, a little bit more intense, a lot more words. You know, I I don't know if the word ca- I mean, well, actually, I do know the word count was higher this year, partially because I ended up writing eleven of these articles. Usually, I do ten. Um, I ended up writing eleven, and then I also write a bunch of supplemental pieces where I kind of talk about some of the things that don't fit into the arguments that I make in each article. Um, the word count, I don't know if it was substantially longer than last year, but I think it was grueling partially because one of the things that I really felt as I was going through um, going through this material was that under um, that not only did we have a lot to talk about in terms of the politics of education right not only did was there just a lot about um, Trump right and the Trump administration and Betsy DeVos and what's happening to education um, but also what, what's happening to um, under about the tech sector, how that connects to education. And I don't just mean ed tech, I mean sort of the sort of this position that we've found ourselves in where misinformation is becoming so easily spread through new technologies and the ways in which um, I think some of the ways in which we think about uh, scholarship and think about information is becoming really um, altered, I think, by the, by the power, by the political power, financial power um, of, of tech. So it, like the, 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 the field of ed tech or the issues of, that, of ed tech really seemed to be, it was, um, there was just a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, it feels like, I mean, after watching you do this every year and, and watching you just do hack education in general, I mean, it's the the assault from, from the tech sector on education has, has been definitely sustained and growing. But it, it feels like this year with with the, the Trump administration, the whole DeVos thing, um, it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg, but it feels like it's all really kind of building to a level that is 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 really troubling. I mean, the behavioral stuff, the analytics stuff, the the fake news stuff, and and attempts to solve this this technology induced problem with more technology, and uh, just feels like a lot of things. Um, be, and I think it's parallel to, you know, the way that the, the current administration is is assaulting, you know, many different sectors, you know, whether it be the environment, healthcare, immigration. I think, you know, because of DeVos and because of Trump that, that uh, you know, all the gloves are off when it comes to assaulting education and going after whether it's K through 12 or higher ed. And I think, you know, we really saw this year that technology and the Zuckerbergs and, and, and these, these, uh, these leaders, while, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they talk a good talk about how they're trying to save the world. You know, they're, they're, they're more than happy to ally themselves, uh, align themselves with this kind of, you know, way of thinking to get what they're, what they're looking for. Uh, for and and it just really feels like it's 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 a lot more out in the open now I guess this year um you know it's 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 become really um cliche I think for certain people to sort of poo-poo the term neoliberalism Uh, I hear a lot of people say I don't don't even know what neoliberalism means um which is always really depressing when you hear that from someone who's a who considers themselves an educator or scholar um, that they wouldn't uh, perhaps take the time to read some books, um, but uh, anyway, I think that you know what we what we see both what we see um, what we saw this year and what we can see in some of the the patterns over time. I think, um, like you said, was made pretty clear by this um, by what we. Um, by defunding public institutions and outsourcing a lot of the responsibilities that that we have had in the public sphere to private companies and increasingly to to these companies are are, are tech companies um, and I think that education has been doing this for quite some time rather than um, building capacity internally has kind of decided that tech is something beyond its purview. Um, and so, you know, hiring, you know, paying for other companies to handle the software systems that end up kind of becoming the infrastructure for a new, more technological version of education. Um, and sort of the institution withers away and what you have left are the business relationships built and the data relationships built up and around um, this private, these private third-party um, software systems, and so I think that you know tech, tech and neoliberalism really go um, hand in hand. But I think that there's just such a um, such a strong distrust and dislike for education institutions among people in tech, and a dis- dislike and distrust of the government. Um, 
that I think that many folks in tech have been quite willing to undermine the government and now find themselves working hand in hand with the Peter Thiel's um, of the world with a kind of libertarian vision that's really embracing um, embracing a call to um, decentralize, right? Um, I didn't talk about it very much in my series, but it's been really interesting to watch over the last couple of months, this explosion in Bitcoin, um, partially because of the way in which Bitcoin is also wrapped up in these narratives, um, these narratives about institutions are bad. Um, if we just decentralize history, institutions are bad, history's bad. If we just decentralize these things, then, you know, it's going to be liberatory. Well, just the, I mean, the way, as you said, you know, technology goes hand in hand with these, these ideological, really strong ideological undercurrents and people are completely unaware that that these these maybe maybe not everybody but a lot of people are pretty unaware that these things are there. I mean, when you challenge people and uh, you know give a shout out to David Columbia, you know who kind of turned me on to the concept of reading his book about you know you know the the whole story behind you know blockchain and Bitcoin and 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 why these people feel this way about currency and and regulation and government and all this. And once you learn all this, you really see what a what a nasty thing, you know, blockchain technology is and how it's being wielded. And then seeing just the, 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 the rabid stupidity of people investing it and fear of missing out and, and willing to, to in, invest even as it, it goes up over $15,000 for a, for a Bitcoin and just see how blindly people are willing to jump on these things. And then back to the, you know, technology being applied to education and, and other industries, you know, after what we just saw with, with Facebook and, and with Twitter, uh, and then what we saw with Uber over the last year, people still, even though, you know, last year, you know, the Zuckerbergs of the world would be like, there's no way our, our platform could do this damage to, the, you know, damage to the election and be capable of these things. And then now people are like, oh, yeah, like it's it's happening and it's, it's done the damage. But then people are still doubling down with the stupidity and the usage of these technology, even as horrible as Uber has shown to be, people are still, yes, I, you know, we're going to be the Uber for X and people still, uh, you know, building bots and still automating on Twitter. People are still, you know, using Facebook comparisons for, for, for sensible technology approaches in the classroom. And then people are just clamoring for, for Bitcoin and people just don't seem to be up, you know, these undercurrents are just too strong for them and they, and the stupidity is just too great. People just don't have any ability to ask the hard questions. It's, it was interesting to watch, um, a number of these things, you know, neither you nor, nor I celebrate the holidays. And it's really interesting to watch the patterns of technology consumption over the holidays and to watch, the ways in which certain technologies, um, and I don't, uh, certain technologies um, become popular in certain circles by people who I would like to think sort of know better, you know, like the the adoption of of um, like Alexa, for example, um, which I think has some really di- um, the, the 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 notion of 
any one of the major four technology companies having a listening device in your home <clears throat> and then that technology company being able to build a profile so that it delivers you information based on what you're saying, what you're asking for. Um, uh, it's it, To me, it's sort of mind-boggling that people would want that kind of um, device in their home and that people would want to uh, have that kind of relationship with a technology company, that they'd be willing to hand over their personal data to uh, a major technology company that way is kind of mind-blowing to me. And so I, you know, it's, um, but I think that uh, it's, to me, it's a reminder why the, the places where I see resistance and the places where I see refusal aren't going to come from people who work in tech and they aren't going to come oftentimes from people who work in ed tech. Um, the people in, who work in ed tech and the people who work in tech have sort of really believe that if there's a problem with tech, the answer is just to use it better. If there's a problem with tech, the answer is just better tech. If there's a problem with tech, the answer is more tech, but perhaps slightly different tech. It's the, you know, people who I think work um, closely with technologies can never have a hard time getting outside tech as being the answer, the, the solution to, to any problem. And so, I mean, I do think that there's going to be, I, I do, I, I see people really resisting. Um, you know, I, I see this year, <clears throat> I see this year as actually being one that was quite devastating for the tech industry. I think the tech industry was, really challenged with revelations about sexual harassment, with people starting to ask pretty good questions about the ways in which Facebook controls information and Twitter controls information and Uber um, and stuff. I mean, I think that what tech likes to amplify, though, are the people who think that tech is wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I think I've, I heard a lot more pushback I mean, we, you know, we had so many breaches this year that, you know, we started hearing talk about, you know, more talk about privacy and, and, and our data being sold. And, you know, we, we are hearing, you know, a lot more pushback. And I think the, um, for me, I mean, that was, you know, one, one of the many wake up calls that I'm going through myself is just realizing how much just just what BS, you know, my whole kind of mission statement around API evangelist has been, even as as well-meaning as I am, just how much damage that does and how delusional how delusional it is for me to think that, you know, oh, I can I can do something for free and help people and, you know, sure I I do help people understand, you know, how to access your data and how to, you know, the importance of APIs for, for making the stuff more accessible and usable and giving us more control. But I would say that's, you know, five, ten percent of what I'm doing. Really 90% of it is is in the service of this this neoliberal vehicle that that is a, an invasive species. And I feel like some people are starting to wake up and going, uh, you know, actually 
we really don't want you know that that invasion of the code brigades and the geek squads and the and and the startup mentality in our in in our reality because it's it's not really you know it, it just hasn't really penciled out in delivering the way that that everyone's been promising but i still feel like people just aren't fully equipped to 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 do that at the mainstream level and and we're seeing that with the the Alexa adoption and other things you mentioned. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think that some of this stuff I, I you know, I think that some of this stuff is just so heavily hyped like Amazon said that Alexa was its most sold product over the holidays, for example. So, you know, I mean, maybe a bunch of people will have start having Alexas in their home. Um maybe they won't. I, I don't, you know, um, I, I don't think that the future is preordained as being um, looking a certain way politically or looking a certain way technologically. I think that, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I kind of re, I don't like the word rebranded, but I reframed the, the my end of year series to not talk about trends, but to talk about stories. You know, and I think that the way in which storytelling shapes how people imagine the world, I think really can't be overstated. You know, and you think about, you know, to pick something sort of non-technological, but you think about the way in which the Republican Party really effectively branded the Affordable Care Act as Obamacare, right, and framed it as this burdensome, detrimental thing associated with the first black president. And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, that's bad, like Obamacare, terrible. Um, But when the Republicans went to get rid of the Affordable Care Act and people recognized that that meant that they would not have health insurance and they recognized the way in which the sort of larger systems of health insurance worked suddenly i think if you know suddenly i think um conversations about medicare for all become more realistic um because the you know the branding the powerful branding that the republicans did that obamacare is bad um really stuck with people and i think that the tech sector has done a really good job of branding that their products are making the world more connected, right? That's Facebook's thing. Um, Google has been really successful in convincing people that it, um, that somehow its motto is don't be evil. That's not its motto. It's, it's not Google's motto. Um, th- I think that tech is, tech this year, there were, there were, um, I think that there were uh, dents in its armor, and I don't think that it's going to crumble. I don't think that Facebook is going to go away um, in the next year. I don't think that, um, but I think that, I do think that people are less likely to see these Silicon Valley as a benevolent uh, force and less likely to see it as a neutral force. And to me, like, that's one of the ones I always hear people say, oh, tech is neutral. It's how you use it, which is bullshit. Well, tech is think, never neutral. I think that uh, the, the dents in the armor are there. And I think their inability to deliver, you know, waves and waves of promises that, that we've seen 
um, are definitely going to hurt it. I think the other thing that's going to hurt is people are just the attention spans people you know when it comes to alexa yeah it may be the hottest selling thing this christmas but like if they don't start delivering some really interesting things that go beyond just the the parlor tricks you know it's not going to be that next year and i think the a lot of these these uh technology initiatives are going to become victim to their own hype and their own constant change and constant shift and and i i think we're starting to see some of that with with the blockchain and and the bitcoin stuff is we're starting to see um because the ICOs the initial coin offerings around this has has become the the new kind of hyped way of how you generate revenue for your startup and because of the kind of uh you know falling victim to the, the libertarian mindset is you know we don't need silicon valley we don't need san francisco we don't need sand hill road to do this we can we can go anywhere and so there's a lot of uh, bs amongst you know, the, the, the Bitcoiners and blockchainers that you don't have to do this in California. You can do this anywhere. We're decentralized. And so I think, you know, the, it's just layers and layers of BS on top of each other. But at some point, you know, that, that BS really starts to pile up and really starts to smell and people go somewhere else or don't want that brought truck loaded in into their neighborhoods. Well, I think that um, one of the stories that I talked about in my year-end series was the power of platforms. And I think that we are moving, this is the argument of, uh, I can't think of the author's name, Nick something. Um, He wrote a book called Platform Capitalism this year. Um, His argument is that we've sort of, that this is is the shape of the new economy. Um, It's economy based on data, data extraction. But platforms also tend towards monopolies. And all of these, you know, the, ma- the major tech companies are doing their best to become, are, to become the platform, right? So Google wants to be the platform. Apple wants to be the platform. Facebook wants to be the platform. Google, did I say Google? Um, Amazon wants to be the platform. And so they are, as such, they are often unwilling to work with one another, right? So you can't, for example, we have an Apple TV. You can't, um, there's not a Amazon Prime app on Apple TV, right? Uh, if you have a, um, a uh, a, a Google or a Chromecast, some t- I think that they're that they've stopped you from being able to use Amazon on those kinds of devices. So I think that these companies are going to increasingly turn to fight one another as they try as they um, as they sort of try to gain ascendancy, and um, I I don't think that that's I don't think that that's obviously I don't think that that's good for users or customers. Um, but I also think that like that infighting is going to is going to damage them, too. This is me. See, like I, people like you like I'm I, I had a lot of people say that my, my I recognize that my year end series are very grim, um, but I'm not a pessimist. Right. I actually would not spend all of November and all of December writing about this stuff if I didn't think resistance was possible, if I didn't think change was possible. It's why I'm calling them stories and not trends, right? Like, I don't think that these are ed tech trends. 
Like this is the future is not written. I'm not predicting the future. This is not some sort of horizon report where I say in two to three years time, you know, tech is going to look, ed tech is going to look like this or something is going to look like that or everyone's going to be using VR or everyone's going to have an Amazon Alexa in their basement. Um, they're stories and stories are mutable, right? Stories change, Um we can change the story and we can actually change the material materiality of our existence. Um, and I think that uh, I'm, when I lay out these stories, I do that to make them obvious and to show that they're constructed. These aren't natural, right? This, these are powerful people constructing narratives for us, right? Um, through a variety of policy and social and cultural and journalistic entities. Um, but I think that we can resist that. Like I absolutely, and I, and like I say, people do, right? Mark Zuckerberg really is pushing for everyone to do personalized learning, personalized learning at scale. Betsy DeVos is pushing for everyone to do personalized learning, personalized learning at scale. Um, it's part of this whole anti-public education bent um, in both of those cases. And parents are pushing back. People are pushing back. Well, it's interesting to watch, you know, because I have my little mon- monitor Audrey co- Twitter column where I, I watch, for the most part, I rarely ever engage, but sometimes I engage the, the people on your timeline that, that, that love to... Um, they're, they're very lazy people, and, and I can't imagine... Like once you dive into your work and and read it, that you would say that you're you're completely negative. You're you're you hate technology. But the, there's endless ways of these people. I see see them constantly saying how you're you're nothing but negative. And there was one one gentleman a week or two ago that was like, you know, I I totally understand what what you're against, but I I uh, I see nothing that you're for, and you know I wanted to respond to my resisted not responding but you know it's like you're you're one of those people that you know i could see you you're for everything everything is awesome when it comes to technology and you're not at all critical about anything and so you're completely caught up in this this current uh uh, these waves of 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 assault on on education from technology not at all asking any hard questions when when these are children these are you know our children's k-12 going to university i mean this is the next generation and you're you're just riding these waves being completely uncritical being totally lazy and not only are that you're attacking uh one of the few people that's being outspoken and actually working really really hard and crafting a, a, a lot, you know doing a huge amount of research and providing a lot of insight into you know what is wrong um in the current situation and it's just it's fascinating to me how many uh people out there are like that and um I, I mean I, I it's interesting to hear you be so optimistic after coming out of your your end <laughs> well, no, I mean, such a heavy one. You know, I was actually so I'll I'll a couple of points to that. Um one is the the probably the one of the coolest things that happened this year. Well, the coolest thing that happened this year is I got a Spencer fellowship, right? Um the coolest thing that happened with my Spencer fellowship is I got to meet Tanahasi Coates and he taught a class a small, very small class, um, and got to talk about his work. But 
he's really been blasted um, for not having hope, right? Um, and I think that um, there is, you know, if we look at history, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think that we're in a dark place. Like, we're in a dark place when it comes to inequality, right? Inequality, global economic inequality is, is getting worse. It's getting a lot worse. Um, segregation is getting worse. It's getting a lot worse. Um, the combination of those two things are pretty frightening, uh, for the future, I think. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm hopeful, right? But I believe that we can fight and I believe that we must. And I believe our survival <laughs> depends on us resisting the 1% and resisting white, the white supremacist um, infrastructure that permeates all of our society, every iota of our society, right? So I think we have to resist that. But one thing, to, you know, to come back to to, um, to tech is I think that in some ways people misconstrue what I'm talking about when I write about education technology. People really obsess on the technology um, and what that usually ends up being, because we live in a capitalist society, is that usually when people talk about education technology, they're talking about a product. Um, they're talking about a specific brand, a specific product, a specific um, company, even. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that we live in a world, um, you know, to borrow from uh, Jacques Ellul and the technological society, like. We live in a world where actually technology is has sort of is so pervasive. It's so it's it's like you actually can't talk about tech. Like in some ways it doesn't make sense to talk about tech companies. It doesn't make sense to talk about tech because tech is sort of everywhere and it's also a reflection of this particular historical moment in this particular political moment, in this particular financial moment and cultural moment. And, um, you know, it's, it, tech is our, tech is sort of our value system. It's everywhere. And so, uh, um, you know, what I want to be, when I'm offering criticisms, I'm not sort of saying, this pro like I'm not in the business of saying this product is bad and maybe instead use this product, right? Um, which I think when so many people see tech as being product-based, that that's what they're obsessed with, right? Like if you don't, and I don't, and like how can you criticize like the internet? Like would you also criticize television? Like it's, um, I what I'm talking about is what I'm talking about are like cultural, social, organizational, historical values, um, ideas, um, society. Um, and like, I'm not really talking about tech 
if that makes sense. But people are so fixated on tech. Like, it's always about tech. The product. The product, right? You have a... You know, one of the things people, when they criticize you being so negative and and people love to say that you're you're a luddite and you're anti-technology i am a luddite and uh um yes but not i don't think that means the same thing when they're saying it that as when you say it it's uh it's got a lot more uh, nuance and meaning when you say it. Uh, i don't think they understand what a luddite is they're just saying you're anti-tech you hate technology and it's black or white and 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 you always you know point out well do people feel that about movie critics? You know, do they feel that way about about food critics? People, you know, do you hate food? If you're saying food is bad pretty consistently, if you're um, you know known for for giving you know bad movie reviews, um, you know, are you are you anti movie? And there's something that's 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 special to technology and and the delusion, and and the way it whispers in people's ears that I think. Um, creates that what you said you know about about the people just being all about the tech and all about the tech and and your criticism is 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 rendered you know mute because you're talking about actually people and children and learning and and the actual things and they're just caught up in the currents of tech and they they complete you know what you're saying completely goes over their head and 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 misses them because they're they're caught up in and 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 the text whispering in their ear well i i mean i you know i think that that's again like if we think about this in terms of stories right um this notion of scientific and technological progress is a story that is deeply, deeply American. Um, To believe that the world gets better year after year after year, the notion of progress, and to believe that the world gets better because science and technology enable, get better. Because science and technology enable a better world and that science and technology are getting better. I think that's a very, that's a very American story. Um, and it's going to be interesting, you know, little asterisks. It's going to be interesting to think about what happens to that story with a president, but also increasingly a culture that doesn't believe in science. Right. Um, and, and, when, and when Trump says, make America great again, it's this nostalgia for a moment that never existed, right? There was never a moment in which, there, or there's not a particular moment that he could point to of greatness unless he's rolling back advances made, civil rights advances made um, by black folks or by women or by queer folks, et cetera, right? So um, it's an anti, it's, to say make America great again is sort of anti-progress, right? It's, it's reactionary. Um, but he's also profoundly anti-science, anti-truth, anti-fact. And so will, this, will Americans change their love of science and technology? And how is that going to affect the stories that we tell about pushing further and further forward with tech? I don't know. 
you know. Um, but I think it's it'll be something to watch. I mean, and in some ways, perhaps, perhaps it will stem some of this onward march that capitalism and the platform economy uh, want us to press forward on. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, the same time last year, I was, I was nowhere near as, as, as optimistic as I am this year. I definitely got through my dark place this year. And while things are really amplified, I think the internet, the, the web, and, and specifically Twitter and Facebook and Reddit are really good at amplifying uh, this horrible uh, uh, group or layer of our society that, that is just really awful and, and, and managed to elevate Trump to the position he, he's in. But I really, really want to believe that, that the majority of, of Americans don't feel that way and are going to come out this year and, and push back. And I, I think you know we're starting to see that pushback on technology a little bit. Um, I'm hoping we can, we can see it at other levels. Um, yeah, I, I will see, you know, we'll see what stories are more powerful to people, right? Like, um, we will see which, which stories, um, which stories triumph. Uh, and it's like, I think that these are, uh, these are incredibly frightening, tenuous times, um, you know, and, uh, the last, you know, the last, I would say the last three years have been very difficult. And, you know, I move forward into the new year, um, I think, you know, resolute in continuing to do my work, which I hope makes it really difficult. I hope my work makes it really difficult for, the, for many people in education technology to do theirs. And that's, that's all, all, you know, that's what I do. I think that's all, all we can hope for as, uh, um, up against so much. So I, th- I think we did good this year. I think, you know, already we're living in New York City. Um, we're both doing, doing what we should, what we need to be doing, what we love doing. Um, we're making a living doing it. Um, not going to, you know, we'll keep doing that. Um, so yeah. Well, um, till next time. Yeah, yay. We uh, managed to pull off a podcast, so uh, until next time.